sister. Hey, girl, hey. Let me guess, you got a word. Sure do. I'll meet you at Beirut. Mm-hmm. My question was, do you feel like you get everything you need out your relationship right now? I think that there's been a lot. We didn't do things in stages. You didn't do things in stages. We and you feel like that's the problem? Yes. I, we got together. We were both freshly out of a relationship. Yeah. I don't know if I want to put this on on the episode, but we could talk about yeah. it. Listen. We uh, we could talk about it. We I don't talk, want no, no we beef. Talk about <laughs> All right. I don't want nobody DMing me after. Yo, bro, you fuck my relationship. Yo, I don't want. That's why I said, yo, it's on you. All right. Listen. I don't want no problems, bro. This is actually let this be a learning lesson okay. to people. Okay. Let me preface this by saying, the person that pretty much everyone in this room has met my partner mm -hmm. and we can all agree this is a good person right yes okay. this is not a bad man at all no okay. but what i think is we were both freshly out of relationships mm -hmm. we were already friends but we got we started hanging out just got into a relationship right let me pause you real quick yeah do you feel like you're oversharing right now yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. All right. So let's let's just. Yeah. So why are you asking that question? I didn't know we were gonna go all the way over there. I just asked you. I was like, yo. Really you no have question? to break it down. You can't ask no. a question like that. So just acknowledge that you are, and then continue. No, because it's a it's a valid question. It it's a valid it question, and I'm giving it context. It, I'm not giving. I'm not putting putting all our business on front street. But I think that. What I was the point that I was making is the stages. So I think what I was going to say is we got into a relationship really quick out of both being out of relationships. We had a baby almost two years later, which is not enough time. COVID happened. We're transitioning, finding apartments together, living together for the first time with a baby. So what I was going to say, this is actually not oversharing at all. This is a. This That's why I'm. A I'm just asking. This, yeah. yeah. This is. To prove my point yeah. about doing things in stages, we did not have enough time as a couple to learn each other enough to to and to go through certain things enough to even know if we could do this yeah. together. We've made it work. Every time these people see us together, we're happy. We have our son. We have a nice place. We're doing it. Like the the and I'm gonna get emotional. Look, that listen. Y'all been in that? Okay. That apartment nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I've been in some apartments. I was like, yo. <laughs> get me out of here. So we've just been through a lot mm -hmm. in the last like three years. Mm -hmm. Um fuck. You got this. And I think what's going on is like a lot of growing pain. So that's why I say come heal. So a lot of the things yeah. that I'm like blurting out is like just my experience. Like mm -hmm. come with a certain level of healing and understanding and self-awareness. Mm -hmm. um, because it saves you a lot of drama, unnecessary yeah. dramas. Because when you're trying to couple your trauma and your and then raise it with someone else's, yeah. like yeah. it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. um, so I think what's going on is is that we both bit off way more than we could chew. Yeah, yeah. And so, thank you. 
that's why I overshare because I'm speaking to people about like, it's a hard, it's a hard you're looking thing for, to you're navigate. Looking, yeah, you're looking for guidance in this, exactly. in these transitions. It's hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. I know this person means well. I know that, yeah. you know, we both are doing, are working our asses off. He works seven days a week. <clears throat> I'm taking care of our son and working like we're, we're trying. Right. But, you know, like, some some people's don't ha- they don't have the bandwidth for certain things because of they're holding a lot. Right. And so that's why stages are important, because if we would have taken the time and if mm-hmm. anybody, if you take the time to get to know the person that you're with, mm-hmm. you learn their traumas, you learn what their capacity is like. What are the things that they can take mm-hmm. under certain pressures? Like you don't you don't have a baby two years later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's just certain things that you know, you can take into account and uh, prepare for when you get to know someone. A couple of things, right? Um, uh, when you say st- when you say stages, I agree with that. Like, I would if you had told me, like, yeah, are you comfortable with having a child in two years or somebody? I'd have been like, oh hell no, we would have been on the same page. But you initially had mentioned like withholding things until marriage, so that for me was like, why? Why withhold something till marriage? So that was the that was the one thing. Yeah. Sec- second thing, it sounds like y'all have been through I mean, a lot. <laughs> y'all been through a, a lot of like a lot of trans- yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of trans. When I say a lot, I don't mean like trauma in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. a lot of transitions. Yes, a lot in a short period of time. It's been we've been together five years. Our kid is three. Yeah. Right. So my next question is, when you look at support outside of moms and we we love you moms right (laughs) you know outside of moms and friends everyone that's here everyone that is here is anybody here i mean there's a lot of people missing okay is anybody here a licensed professional (laughs) no okay but we've done that too yeah i did that yes and how did that go we've done that too um it worked i mean there was a lot of like insurance so there was a lot of insurance issues at one point, like jo- jobs changing and stuff. So that's why it stopped. Mm-hmm. But um, we have we like therapy is something that is definitely something that I've been exploring a lot. But we've done therapy together. Okay. Um, and it was it's it was very helpful. It just okay. stopped because of jobs changing and stuff like that. But yes, it was very helpful therapy. But people people close to me, though, the reason why I go to them is because I feel like they know me. They know enough about him. And mm-hmm. but as we're talking, like there's nothing that anyone can tell me about my relationship. There's really nothing that anyone could really like, there's nothing that I need to go to anyone about when it comes to things. Like I just don't see the value anymore in speaking to people about what's going on in my home. So you don't think you need a therapist? No, I do. Okay. okay. Oh, you're talking about, okay, 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 okay. I'll just make it sure. No, I'm just making, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. For sure, for sure. So one of the things that um, we have in the goodie bags. Are you calling the goodie bag? What, what's yeah, the goodie one? bag. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the word. Swag, swag bag. Swag, swag. Goodie bag. It's goodie. Okay. I'm a ghost. She right next to me. I don't want to get beat up. Okay. One of the things we got in the goodie bag is the Safe Haven membership, right? So anybody that's interested in Safe Haven wants to get connected with a professional. It's for the men, by the right, way. Right. For the men. Um, get a free month. It's not going to cover the individual sessions, but it will give them access to the group sessions, the the meditation, the healing library, all of the other resources outside of the individual sessions. So, no, yeah, we we talked about that. Okay, you talk. We talk. Yeah, we talked. Yo, tell him hit me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell him, yo, tell him hit me. This is what we do for real. So, if he's interested, 
we could definitely facilitate some stuff inside of Safe Haven for real. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing, Kizzle. Thanks again for like reminding everyone of that. That's amazing. Of course, what you do. of course, of course, of course. Um, I think we need to to take a little break. Yeah. You want to take a break? All right. So wrap for now. So what I want to get into, Kizzle and Elisa, of course, societal norms and marriages, gender norms. And marriages or relationships? And marriages, since we transition to marriages. Okay. How do we feel? What do you feel is like a gender norm in a marriage that you don't agree with or align with, rather? A gender norm that I don't agree with? Okay, or align with. Um, in my relationships, they tend to be a little bit more traditional there's like traditional versus modern yeah what's um, that what's that really quick really quick what's that yeah. okay so traditional is like you kind of succumb to or subscribe to gender norms for the most part right so the man me being a man i provide but also when we think about providing so it's a mixture right it's a mixture for me personally so i subscribe to traditional relationships in terms of like the man providing but I also feel like there's aspects of like modern relationships that I bring into my relationship as well, right? So I don't believe that who I'm with should always submit to what it is that I'm saying. I don't believe that providing stops at just finances. And I think a lot of traditional relationships, that's the core of it is I provide money, you do everything else and you listen to what I'm saying. So I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there's a mixture that I do in my personal relationship. So if I'm going to say a gender norm I don't really agree with is that the woman should always submit to what the man is saying. Okay. Okay. So what, here's, here's what I mean by that because I already heard. I heard the woo. Okay, right, listen. Hold on now. I'm not saying y'all out here just f my man i'm doing whatever i want to do or the, nah we there has to be a little bit of structure right so what i mean by that is i as a man i'm going to come in with a vision right but i also have to be able to listen and understand when that vision is not necessarily aligning with what you see for your life right and as a man then i come back and we also we co-create we create the plan and the vision together but i do feel like it's my duty to come with something so that we can be able to have a foundation to build on top of. Right. But I have to be willing to understand that that means you may not be in alignment with that. My woman may not be in alignment with that. That's most likely what's gonna happen. I'm not gonna get it right immediately. I'm not God, you know what I'm saying? So I have to understand that and be able to listen to you when there's things that aren't in alignment with what you feel like is where you, where you need to go. And then take that, that uh, take what it is that you're telling me and, and apply it to what my vision is and refine it and move with that and be flexible because things are not gonna go according to what it is that I plan. I can have a vision and a plan, but it's not gonna, you're, you're, the person that you're with is a whole different person. You know what I'm saying? So there's gonna be things that you say, like, all right, this is what I wanna do and it's just not gonna align with where you guys are, where they are, that kind of thing. So you have to be flexible and know how to kind of pivot in those situations. So that's what I mean by 
um, a gender norm that I don't really subscribe to. I don't think that women should just um, I believe in submission. Yeah, I want to. But I don't. Yeah. My 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 question to you. Yeah, I believe in submission. What does submission mean submission, to you? It happens on both ends. Right. What does submission mean? Like, what does it look like? What do you what What does okay, submission looks? First of all, generation to generation, submission mm -hmm. is different. Mm -hmm. But um, person to person is also very very different. So. What 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 does submission mean to you in its entirety? We're getting into some spicy topics, man. I know if I clip this and put it on the platform, they're gonna hate me, man. Every time we talk about submission, it's like a dirty S word. It's like people think yeah. that you mean like you gotta yeah. listen to everything that I'm saying, and that's not what I mean by submission. In my opinion, submission is knowing when not to lead, right? So it means right. So right. So. Listen, right? So look, right? There are certain things that you're just going to do better right. than me. That's life, yeah. right? So what's the point of me trying to lead in that area, right? right? If we go to the grocery store, I hate to use this example, but let's just use it for layman's terms, right? If we go to the grocery store and you're the one that does the, primarily does the cooking, you know what we need. Right. I don't know the difference between cilantro and all these other things. I don't even know what spices we need in the crib. I know adobo and, <laughs> and Lowry's. You feel me? I'm not going to sit. That's it. That's all I know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, yo, we need to grab this, 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 and this yeah. and try and lead in that area. There's no point in me lead. I'm going to submit to your leadership. Right. I have to trust, but the important thing is I have to trust that you know how to lead. Right? right? And I think a lot of times... I'm not going to talk for all men, but a lot of men sometimes get into relationships where they don't necessarily trust in their partner's leadership. Yeah. Because they also haven't been forced to. Do you they think have, that's what it is? I think that's part of it, but I think also the next point I was going to say is that society, so like society, uh, kind of trains us to believe that we should always be leading, and if we're not leading, we're not a man, and something's wrong with us. Right. So yeah. So I think that's yeah. To it's, add it's, on to what you're saying, I think that a lot of times this area where it gets murky in relationships, submission, mm -hmm. has a lot to do with ego, because I know a lot of men sometimes because they have this idea of like being the leader in the relationship, even when they aren't an expert in a certain area or they don't know you know enough to lead men tend to not want to give women that that submission mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of it has to do with like the ego and i don't you said the word trust and so that's why i said like are you sure it has to do with trusting or to me i feel like a lot of men struggle with like allowing a woman to lead i don't know if you remember but a couple years back or if you even saw, there was a clip, and we spoke about this on, on a Bay Room, like, live a couple years ago, Tiana and I. And there was a clip where this these guys were talking about how women today, um, you know, they're very career-oriented. Oh you remember? <laughs> they're very career-oriented, and they bring their careers and their accomplishments into the bedroom and in the bedroom not sexually just like in, in in their romantic life they were just talking about how like women just don't know how to submit and i think that topic is you know is interesting because in in the way that you put it is perfect i think what it is is not that women don't know when to submit it's that men don't know when to stop leading a lot of men don't even know how to lead i was gonna say that men our generation they don't of know men, how to lead. most of them don't know how to lead and they don't know what that means they, don't have they just and they want you to do what they see on instagram and that's their guidance 
Their guidance is social media. Their guidance is not someone with even level headedness. And even like to put it to not even really pick on it, but like some men don't even have fathers that have led. Correct. So like they're looking at a father that have led, like maybe has led and that was acceptable generationally, like accepted before. But that's not so much accepted now. Things have changed for the better, but that's who your guidance is. Mm -hmm. So you leading looks so different and it doesn't even look like you're leading. Like you're almost demanding something you're not even willing to give. You can't give. You're not even capable of giving. So, and I think a lot of women now, you know, we're, we're educated. We got degrees. We got high salaries. High. (laughs) Say it again. High. The, the point, the fact of the matter is that there was a time where women relied on men financially. Now we no. don't. Mm. And so you got to come with a little bit more. You, your value is no longer in your finances. Yes. It's in your finances when you're talking about data. And I also wanted to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to just make this very clear. Mm-hmm. Men, your value is not in your pockets. That's not where your value comes from. No. You just got to be able to afford to, you know, do yeah. certain things. And that's just the bottom line. But outside of that, mm-hmm. um, we have the money now. So y'all just, I feel like a lot of men struggle and feel like because we're more independent and we don't need them in certain aspects, like yes. we're not submitting. Yes. And that's not what it is. I think personally for me, like I'm, I'm an independent woman. I make good money. Yeah. I do most things for myself mm-hmm. um, inside a relationship, outside of a relationship. And I think that for me, submission is the energy that I'm giving. Mm-hmm. So it's more so like, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I'm not going to take the lead on that. I'm just going to like, yeah. you know, include you. And in, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's more like an energy that you give out. Cause I know independent black women, like we can be very, like our energy could be strong. Like mm-hmm. where we're just not even making space for a man to, to do anything. Do you see why that can be, for lack of better words, problematic no, for a man that's coming in? I don't see why I don't see why because as <laughs> no, a, no, wait for a man, no, that's, what? that's coming in. That's, that's taught that he should be, assuming that role i don't think so because i feel like a man that's taught to assume that role and a a man that's securing himself will not see that as a problem because i'm not attacking you i'm just coming with something to bring to the table so let's bring let's build a bigger table if you don't if you see that maybe as like a threat that's an ego thing and that's something you need to hash out it's not a threat it's just not what he's accustomed to I think it's a it doesn't necessarily mean that he's th- it doesn't necessarily mean that he's threatened by it. It's just I'm not accustomed to when I'm in a relationship that because what the word that you used was like, I'm I'm including you. Mm-hmm. The word I used was including as well. But on the on the opposite, I'm expecting to come in with the plan. But if you're coming in with the plan and we both have different plans, it becomes a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So we have to then I have to kind of uh, adjust. It's not a huge adjustment, but that's what I'm saying. It can be, it can be, it can be a little bit of an adjustment. And I think what you're saying um, with you being independent, a lot of times what that translates to for men is, um, man, we get into some stuff I ain't really want to get into. Um, it translates to the masculine conversation, right? Where it's like, oh, she's too masculine. That's what the co- that conversation was about. They were calling these things masculine they were saying like women in their careers are masculine right 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 yeah and um i don't agree with that i think also what we have to understand here is personality types that's very very important you sound like more like a type a like alpha you know what i'm saying like you come in and you pretty much like this is what i'm doing and you can kind of like assimilate or not 
And yeah. that can, you said, yeah, that can sometimes be problematic, even for even for a man that's coming in like that. You get what I'm saying? So you have to learn how to, like I said earlier with leadership, you got to learn how to be flexible. Mm-hmm. You got to learn that every time it ain't going to always go Elisa's way. Yeah. You know what <laughs> but I'm saying? But that's why I like, see why true. it's problematic. Like for a man, even if you come in with the plan, mm-hmm. you're, you have the leadership aspects of the really, like you're, you're trying to have a traditional relationship. I wouldn't see why it would be problematic if I come in as well. Why can't we just combine it? No, no, no. No, you're talking about combining. We just talked about assimilating or not. Those are two different. Combining is cool. We can combine. But if you're telling me I have to assimilate to what it is that you're you're doing where you want to go or I have to dip, that's where it becomes an issue because you're not willing to compromise. I think the issue is that a lot of times we're in relationships, unfortunately, where men, the men or the, the young men that we're with don't know how to lead. And that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And so as women who were raised by single, very, very strong, independent women, mm. that's hard for us to submit to. Mm-hmm. So, like, personally, like you said, I am alpha, mm-hmm. but I've also had to learn, not because of any other reason, but I'm with a man in a partnership. I've had to learn to, in order to be fair, in order to, um, you know, not emasculate the person that I'm with. I've had to learn how to share that energy. Mm-hmm. And it's about what you're good at and what I'm good at. Right. Exactly. Um, but there's a conversation around the fact that you can't just be expecting us to submit to any old thing. Like you have to have that energy. Like it's, it's, it's a natural reaction. You have to have that energy. Like, you know, a man, when a man walks in a room, a man can walk in a room and have a woman that's not even his woman submit to him and just the energy. So it's, it's more than just, um, than, than just that. And show me why I can trust you too. Like it's, you? It, piggy, it piggybacks off of that. No, show me why. It's all in the action. Like you said, like you eat, like you said before, it's not about the verbiage. It's really about the action. Like show me why I can trust you. Show you how. Yeah. Show you how. In different scenarios, show me how you can be a leader. Okay. How, how do you show? How? I think just by everyday decision making, maybe how you handle me in arguments, maybe how you listen to me. Not fi- Like you said, it's not financial. We're past that. How you handle me. Are you patient? How do you handle our child? How do you take over when I'm overwhelmed? Those are ways you can show me I can trust you. And then I can be submissive in other aspects. What kind of brother are you? What kind of uh, uncle are you? What kind of son are you? Because it can't just be with me. What type of friend are are you? you? Like, period. How do you show up in your personal life? Exactly. And I think at the end of the day, like, these are things that we overlook when we're dating. Mm -hmm. We overlook all, these are all things that we should be paying attention to when we're like getting to know somebody. Exactly. Um, if a person doesn't have a great relationship with the people in their life, mm-hmm. you need to look at that and understand why and see how they contribute to that. Um, because nine times out of 10, how they show up for the people closest to them is how they're going to show up for you exactly. as well. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think, I think the moral to the story is really just like, we got to, you have to choose wisely. Like you have to pay attention do you have to pay attention to everything? To the subtle flags, not just the red flags, the beige flags, like the orange flags. Seriously, it's not just the things that are waving in front of you, like yelling, like, right? Like yelling at you saying, hey, I am a horrible person. Like the little things that you do, how do you treat wait staff? Like, how do you treat, how do you treat, like, you go stay at an Airbnb? Do you clean up? Do you, do you, 
like seriously, but like, do you do, how do you treat things that aren't yours? And then you can show me how you'll treat me. Cause that's bare minimum. Like that is bare, absolute minimum. I listen to this podcast. I won't shout them out here. And basically it talks about different forms of manipulation, narcissist, gaslighting, all that stuff. Right. And basically people will show up for you years and years and years. You will not have any idea who these people are, any idea. And it's not your fault. People blame themselves. Like I should have known. No, no, no. You're not equipped to know. You're not equipped to deal with sociopaths and psychopaths. We were not taught that in school, but you see how they treat other people. And those were your beige flags. So they may not have been super aggressive towards Waystab, but you know, did they tip? Did they send that person back 50 times because, you know, they kept messing up their order? Like what, what, like what is, what is it here? And then you pay attention, but that's discernment. And that has to be taught with like age though. Right. So like, that's why young kids, you know, sometimes shouldn't get into long-term relationships because you don't have that discernment but that just all comes back to can you lead and like show me how to trust you mm-hmm. how you keep your home is a whole other thing too how you keep your home yes yeah. you ever went to to a guy's house or a woman's house and it, i know women are disgusting so i don't know if you've been to a women, lot of right? i know women are they can be nasty like clutter just gross mm-hmm. and that is something that a lot of people overlook as well but that is one of the biggest red flags because a person's home a person's space is a reflection of what's going on up here um and a lot of men will will be messy as hell and want you to submit not even coming coming and clean but submit to 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 that and it's like how (laughs) how how? (laughs) like you have no order so There's what am I no submitting order. to? What order am I and submitting to? And I'm not to? saying you have to be perfect because no one is perfect, but it's just like certain things and it goes just, it just goes back to like dropping that ego and understanding that everybody, you know, in a relationship, you bring different qualities and different strengths and different weaknesses and understanding yeah. one, which ones you can deal with. Mm-hmm. And two, um, you know, like giving that other person the space, you know, build you up in that, in that other area. One of the things that you guys are talking about that I saw on social media is like, um, so you said beige flags, the the person on social media called it yellow flags. They're like, if you pay attention to the yellow flags, you'll never get to the red ones. Right. Because if you spend enough time really assessing like, okay, this, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing, I seen like five of these yellow flags now. Maybe we need to slow down, you know what I'm saying? And rethink, yeah. yeah. So I think if you pay attention, uh, if you really date with intention and pay attention to some of the things you guys are talking about, you'll be able to identify like whether or not this person is like a good partner, whether we can raise kids together, whether we can be in a marriage and it be successful, those kind of things. Because the little things do make a big difference. They do. And And it takes time too. It takes time. And like also like those beige flags are so subtle. But you have to really be able to see them. And sometimes you can't, but it's like you have to. I think it's just more of a like what I'm trying to say is like really just pay attention to who you're with, like really read them and study them, like study who you're with, study their their everyday activities, study their everyday day to day, how they correspond with like their work colleagues, like little things like that. Right. Like and then you'll be able to read the the beige flags because that's not a that's not a skill everybody's taught to have. Like, I feel like I only learned, to be completely honest, what narcissism was like two years ago. I only learned that it was a personality disorder that is very detrimental to you and will really F you up in the long run and really common. But like 
awful. Like, it's worse than, like, I remember people used to joke that narcissism was like, oh, you take too many pictures of yourself. That is by far not what narcissism is, okay? It is really just detrimental. All these personality disorders that people are not taught, but even the people that have them, they're not taught. <laughs> so then they grow up and they're like, why am I just an awful person? Like, why does no one want to be around me? Because we're not taught that. And I feel like now's the time to start having those discussions. Like, it's, it's just really the time before you, you know, like you mentioned, get three years down the line and you have a kid with someone and you're like, wait, I didn't realize you were such an awful person until now where like, I really need you right now and you're not showing up how I need you to. And you could have avoided that if you knew, but it's not your fault you didn't know. We're not taught that. It's tough. We, we're, and we're in tough times because like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we're going through a transition right now, generationally. So we're in tough times. We're more or less trying to figure it out right now and figure out what's best because certain things didn't work before and certain things are working. But like, how can we make more of that and how can we pour into that? And I like, feel like we're in a good place. We're, we're like in a we're, good place. We're ahead of our But there's our still parents. a transition. But there's still a transition happening. And I hear more conversations no, happening. I, so <laughs> I feel like I said, I feel like we're more ahead of our parents and our parents are like, excuse me. <laughs> What I mean by that is I feel like we have access, we have access, not even access, we're just a lot more aware and, 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 and intentional and thoughtful, and we have access to a lot more things than our parents did. Because they've seen their parents grow up, I mean, I grew up, they've seen their parents make certain decisions and like go through life, but they just didn't have, this just was not a conversation. We were not, they were not having these conversations. Right. No. We, weren't, we weren't coming to the, no. to the podcast. To the bar, bar we were. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sitting down, drinking. I have people in my family who, you know, have talked about staying in abusive relationships because that's what their parents wanted them to do. They knew that their parents, you know, watched yeah. them be abused. But, yeah. you know, but you they were divorce. taught that they can't divorce or mm -hmm. they can't do this and they can't do that. It's just a completely different time. Yeah. Completely, completely different time. And I was, like, really dissecting, like, the other day, like, why do I want to get married? Like, what about marriage? Like, why do I want that? It and it's not the wedding. I want to get married because I feel like we have... I want all the aspects of a relationship. Like, I think when you're together with someone a long time, I think you should benefit from the aspects of a relationship if it's healthy. Yeah. I think you should benefit all facets of it, right. to be completely honest. And I, he knows that and as well. And that's the finances. Yeah, that's, that's everything. The last that's name. everything. And we have a child together. Yeah. I want the same last name as my daughter. Exactly. But um, aside from that, I was like, why do I want to get married? But I realized a lot of that comes from just generation. Like, my parents were married. My grandma was married. So if I didn't see marriage then, I wouldn't probably think to hold marriage to the way it's held and amongst other things. But I was just thinking like generationally, like I'm, we're still being affected, right? By our generations and like why, why things are infiltrating our spaces and our minds. So that was just like, I, I was just thinking that like, why do I want to get married? And is it, is it because you're really in love? Is it because you just think marriage is what you're supposed to accomplish at the end of the relationship? Like that's success. And then if you're not married, are you unsuccessful? Like, those were just questions I was asking myself. You know, feel free to chime in yeah. if you have any answers. But I was just thinking, I don't know. like... I've seen a lot you know? of successful relationships and people judge people for being, you know, in really, really long-term relationships and never getting married. Which is like, why is the But I've right? seen... But it's true. I've seen people be unmarried in very, very long-term relationships. Yeah. 15 years. I've seen people married, not living together. Literally. Yeah. Get married, not live together. Things just look so different for everybody. It's not my ministry. Not my ministry. <laughs> no, no. But, but it's like, it's so but different. I, it's I, I, understand, I understand. I know, I know people. I have people that, you know, they're like, yo, we're not getting married. I'm like, man. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to you. I mean, but they both on the same page. They don't want to get married. And they're happy. And, and they're, they're happy. cool. They're cool with that. I said, I could never, could never not be me. Not my ministry, though. 
could never be me. What are you going to say? If your baby daddy got, or not your baby daddy, but your partner, they got debt. Especially, it depends on where you are financially too, because, you know, if I was the a, like a, a huge breadwinner, if I had like businesses and things like that, and the person that I was with, you want to assess why, why you're with this type of person, but that's a different conversation. But the person that I was with, you know, had child support or had debt or had a uh, uh, restitution and all these other things that they were that's paying a lot for. Of, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. But you know, in real life, like depending on the state you're in, you don't assume payments of those. You do. No, a lot of states you don't assume child support payments at all. That a is lot not of true. States? That's I not mean, true. listen, I don't know the. I don't know the. You don't assume child support. I know payments? that you take on community a lot of property your... states. Yes. If you were in a relationship, you married somebody, right? That has child support. I'm sorry. If you were in a relationship and you married somebody, right? Y'all ended up marrying. Yeah, I had, you know, he had child support previously. Would you help him? Hell no. No? Well, it depends. No, so it depends. Help him with the child They're just like, hell no. Alisa's no. like, eh. But let no, me be clear. I don't know what that means. Let me be because clear. Because child support yeah. comes out of your check. So while I'm Yeah, like, I mean, like, let's say he pays and he's like, you know what? Alisa, this month was a little tough. Can oh, you, you mean me? like help them financially, like with their, like, I get what you're saying. I was thinking differently. No, but it's going towards the child support. It is though. going towards it. So it has to be a bad situation. It got to be a bad situation. When it I can't say bad, be every, it, can't be it every means month. that you can't even cover like the mortgage or something. Like okay. you're, you're down bad. It can't be every month. I don't month. see how every that month. could be a thing. <laughs> Woo, child. I'm just, I'm just asking. No, just this, is not a, this is not a bad question because there are women who pay for their man's child support. Mm-hmm. There are women who pay for their man's child support. Deja? So I... Uh, Not your ministry? Now, now my ministry and coming from experience, like, I would help if you were down bad. Mm-hmm. But, like, respectfully, 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 I have to say that I have my own child. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Everything we do for our kids is expensive. So while I will help if like it's a one, it's a one-time thing, it will not be more than a one-time thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's okay. true. I don't know. Yeah, every month means Alisa, that we should like have been here. looks like you kind of like you, you. You look like you would do it. No, no, no. I'm saying no, no, no. I'm saying I don't know how that could really be like a thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I don't know like, how that like could, logistically. Like how yeah, I don't know how that could be a thing unless you just unless he like like down. I think yeah, down or, bad. Yeah. And in that case, the child support payment stop. I think. No, you get, I think it goes to back, but like they work, you work out. So it has, it's a whole lot before it comes to your spouse. So they don't, don't, they don't stop. Child support don't stop. But they do, but it is some, it doesn't stop, but you do owe back child support. But again, that's worked out between you. See, these are all the things you need to take in consideration. (laughs) You need to have these conversations. You get married. You need to have these conversations. What if you you lose your job? And that's what, and and that's what I mean by down back. And I'm going to help my husband, but I'm going to be honest. Like I'm a human being, like. Boundaries will have to be drawn because my money's involved now. Mm. So like mm. boundaries will have to be drawn and I don't think we want that, so don't be down bad. Like don't don't Let me ask you a question now. Let me ask another question. Are boundaries something <laughs> Because I'm gonna always help my husband, but I mean like there's other parties involved now, right? Mm-hmm. Boundaries have to be drawn. Are boundaries drawn for his finances too? Like Wait, what, what you mean? mean? What you mean? What does that mean? Y'all know, y'all know what boundaries are drawn for your for no, your finances. I'm not really not unclear. Our boundaries. Not trying to be funny. I'm unclear. No, boundaries so, is a weird word. What 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 are we saying specifically? Yeah, what are y'all saying about no, boundaries? So you mean like doing? boundaries, like what he could spend his money on? No. Why are we so confused okay, now? So I'm just. I'm, 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 we just. We literally. I think I know what you're saying. I think I know what you're saying. I'm trying to figure out what y'all are saying now. You just said you lit Deja. 
Wait, go back. 30 in. seconds ago. Tell okay? me what I said. You just said. Tell me. If it comes down to you having to pay child support with yes. him, if it's a consistent thing, yes. boundaries okay. are drawn. So are you saying like if we, if, if for example, the shoe was on the other foot, like what we expect? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Let's flip this, Wait, in, let's flip I'm this scenario. I'm confused. So if you're coming, Jesus, Lord I'm sorry. Jesus. All right. Can you if give us another example? I'm, all right. I'm trying now. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, because like, when yeah. I said, can I, can I explain what I meant by boundaries though? Okay, please. So please. what I meant by boundaries with the child support thing is that Boundaries with the third party. So, like, yes, I'm helping my husband. I'm only pointing to him because he does not need my help. But, like, I'm only pointing to him because he's going to be my husband. Boundaries with my husband and the third party. So, the person who's receiving the payments. Because once my money's involved, I need to know what they're going to. Like, are you getting your nails done? Are you are you buying the kids some clothes? And, I, and that's a, that's an exaggerated example. I don't care if you get your nails done with the port, like do what you got to do. But I'm just saying, where like I need to be more involved now with where the money's going okay. versus where like it's the sorry versus where it, with it's the guy's money. I feel as though if you have a good relationship with that child with that parent, you don't need to know. You don't have those boundaries. The thing with child I need support, to know though is that it, that don't matter. No, but it will matter with me. What a, yeah, but that's not really fair. No, it will matter. It will. Because, because that money is coming that, away from my child. So yeah, that's but why the I said thing it has is to that, matter. No, yeah. That makes total sense. I that's just want to be clear. So that's what I meant by boundaries, if that's, that's what you're fair. aligning she with. Gonna wanna no, know. that's not what I was going to Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. She's going to want to know where this... I get that. That makes total sense. But in reality, like when it comes to child support, you get those payments monthly and the mother is doing what with it. What she yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that like if the if it was like the shoe was on the other foot, like give the example. Yeah. I, see, that's what I meant. We were unclear. So that's what I meant by that. Give I, an example. The only reason why I'm struggling is because like most women are not on child support, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and it's also different. Like, it's just, it's very, very different. What I was trying to highlight is just the, I thought you were saying that your money is yours and his money is oh, yours. So like, That's what I figured you were saying. Money. Yeah. Y'all want to open it Kizzle. up for questions? Yes. Yeah, we can do but it. But before we do that, thank you so much for your time Yes. Today. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. We are so happy to have you here. Like, even just the gravity of the situation like you are one of the most perfect hosts we could have for this podcast i appreciate that you're in like your mind the way you think the way you speak your platform like it's so aligned with us it was uncanny like it's just it's really just like i am so grateful that you know you hopped on those zoom calls with us at night i know so, so supportive yeah like thank you so much for just being here and being a part of this journey like I don't even know how to words can express it. So thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it for sure. And I just want to shout out Alisa real quick, just real quick before we wrap it up. Thank you for having me join. I'm of so course. grateful to you. Like you're the bomb. Dot com. You're the bomb. You know, and that's <laughs> you're it. the bomb. Her. She's the the perfect partner. Thank Aww. you. Yes, and thank you to our beautiful audience. If you have thoughts, get them together. We're gonna do a little segment. Does anyone want to share thoughts? You want to come sit on the couch? Oh, you know, I come and sit with the people, the young folks. So thank you guys for having me. I just have a few questions. One thing I want to ask all three of you, and I want to get your opinion on, is do you guys feel that the relationship between your parents play a part in how you deal with the opposite sex when dating or in a relationship? I feel like because I had a dad that basically just said, like, just put me on game a little bit, a little aggressively. Um, that's how I deal with the opposite sex. Like, I kind of look to see if you're, like, trying to swindle me a little bit, if you're, like, trying to play. Like, I just view it. I kind of view it negatively until you show me that you're not that. And then I have a mom that um, 
doesn't let my dad play games. So she kind of is stern, but loving and motherly. So because I have those two mixes of people, like, I feel like I have a discernment that some other people may have not developed till later on. But that's solely because my father was aggressively drilling it in me. Like, this is what guys do when they're trying to get this. And this is what it looks like and all that type of stuff. So, yes. I totally feel you on that because yeah. my father only had five daughters and the baby out of five oh, and he wow. basically really in granddaughters no grandsons and he basically drilled us on like this is how a man is supposed to treat you this is how you're supposed to treat a woman yeah. you know certain things I see him do with my mom really enlightened me so that's why I can't accept less than yes exactly five daughters that's yeah. amazing yeah I agree with you I think uh, your parents relationship and how they relate to each other plays a, a huge role and like how you develop relationships with other people. My dad and mom are together. Uh, my dad for most of my life did not have a job, not for lack of trying, mm -hmm. but just because he immigrated to the United States, it was very difficult for him to get on his feet. So for most of my life, it was kind of the opposite where my mom was out working, being a breadwinner and my dad was in the house taking care of the kids. So that's why it's easier for me to kind of when we talk about submission, when we talk about submitting to a woman and knowing when not to lead and all that kind of stuff, I saw that consistently growing up. My dad did most of the duties that you would associate with a woman, right? So he was doing the cooking, he was doing the cleaning, right? He was doing kind of like the taking care of the family. And I just asked my mom the other day, I was like, um, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, I said, what, what were some of the things that, you know, dad did when you had us that helped and she was like man what didn't he do yeah. right because she had to go and take care of like the financial aspect of the, of, of the house and he was at home assimilating like uh taking care of that role of making sure that we were good at home so yeah so it's easy for me to kind of like be in a relationship even though i'm good financially it's easy for me to you know understand where y'all are coming from and mm -hmm understand that things are not going to always go according to plan and that y'all have your own ideas and all that kind of stuff. So it definitely uh, does impact the way that you look at relationships for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't, I've, I've never really sat and thought about how my relationship with my mom has impacted my relationships. I, what I will say is a lot of the qual. I, I recognize a lot of like, the way that I was raised, how that impacts my relationship and how that impacts how I show up in my relationship. But, um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Okay. I got one other question. So I'm going to go back to the beginning when you guys were speaking in regard to saying that you, you don't have to, you actually said it, you don't have to pay for the first date. Mm -hmm. Um, I see that there has been a lot of calamity on Instagram and social networks and just other groups. And mm -hmm. I've been in where we speak about paying for first dates. Mm -hmm. What I heard you guys saying about first dates and going out is that, you know, you don't have to pay for the first date, right? But my thing is what I didn't hear, which concerned me was we're not speaking about communication because I would think that when we are talking and we're going along those lines that this is what we're going to do. Like, okay, we, we've talked enough. Now we're going to set this you know, precedence that we're going to go on this date. Mm -hmm. That there's communication so that there's no confusion. I just seen something where the guy, the girl brought three kids to the date with the guy and stuff like that. And he was like, I'm not paying for three kids. And because well, the communication... <laughs> I mean, we gotta we gotta explain that. 
No, I'm not saying you got to explain that, but... But maybe sometimes in this day and age, you do have to explain. Like, um, we're going Just on this date. Clear. Let's yeah. be clear. Let's pay. We've been talking. So, you know, we're going to go meet. We're not going to, you know, Tad's Steakhouse. We're going to meet at Starbucks. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being in this our first date, mm-hmm. you're going to pay for your meal. And I'm going to pay for my meal. Or, you know what? I'm going to pay for us this time. And, you know, we see how it goes. And at the second date, maybe you'll pay. Mm-hmm. Whatever it be. But there has to be communication well, when we're doing this along the lines. And I think that's where a lot of people in relationships in the beginning yeah. get it kind of mixy. You know what I'm saying? Because there is that lack of communication. Yeah. So when you had said that, I didn't see you follow up like there was no community. And usually I expect it from the guys because they always feel like, oh, the women always feel like we got to pay or you know what I'm saying? But if there's no communication and we're both sitting there and the bill comes in, you know, Lisa put the bill in. I'm like, that's true. Yeah, this is, the, this is so there's a miscommunication here, right? So let me clarify what I meant by you don't have to pay for the first date. What I meant by that is that you don't have to necessarily go somewhere where you have to spend money. You can do something creatively that doesn't cost you money or that's very little cost so that it's not an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do a $40, $50 really good first date. You know what I'm saying? Where y'all go, maybe you do a picnic or you go walk in the park or you go to the library, you go to a museum, whatever the case may be, right? And that's very low cost. (laughs) If you can't afford a $50 first date, then we potentially... You shouldn't be dating. We potentially have a problem, right? We potentially have a problem. So that's where I was coming from. I was saying, like, we always think that we got to go to the steakhouse, you know what I'm saying? And then pay for, you know, do all these different things and spend $300. And you don't necessarily have to do that just to get to know somebody initially on the first date. Yeah. And I think think it's appropriate for first dates. Like, I have a little group chat with some of my high school friends and a lot of them, or a few of them, you know, were on Hinge and going on different dates and stuff like that. And one of them, um, some guy was like, oh, let's go grab a coffee. And so there's another person in chat who's like, a coffee? But it's like, do you really want to spend a hundred dollars on somebody that you don't know? Like, let's grab a coffee to make sure that we can actually have a a good first yes. date. And you know, and here's the thing, right? I think a lot of times, I'm so glad we talked. Thank you for these questions. You're welcome. All right? You're welcome. I was paying attention. I, I see. I know. I know. I know. I think a lot of times there's a lack of understanding for for us as men from you y'all as women. If we're talking about heterosexual relationships, yeah. I don't think y'all understand sometimes how much of an investment it is for us. Oh, today yeah, right and so like the thought process is like oh we just going on a day you gonna pay just come whatever we, we're supposed to go here blah 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 it's like yo bro if i'm spending a hundred dollars like you said yeah. spend a hundred dollars you gotta be worth it and then i got like damn bro i mean i ain't hurting but like damn that's a hundred dollars and i'm not even gonna go on another date after this like, right because i'm getting at least three martinis you know what i'm saying right. three so at least three come on now and then you know what i'm saying like come on bro Come on now. I'm just keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta understand these things, right? So when men are like having these conversations about like, I don't know if I want to spend this much money that I you gotta understand it's cause some of these dudes are going on these dates and they spending bread. You know what I'm saying? And then they're not getting any return on investment. Are you gonna feel comfortable doing that every single time? Men like like corny men, but some men will say I've owed something. You're looking for something in return. Most of the times, that's a second date. But if that's not happening, you kind of feel like, damn. Right. I'm gonna say thankful. I'm really thank you. I'm really grateful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that's it. And my last question for you guys is definitely for you, more so for the women. But I want you to chime in because I love your thought process. I appreciate it. Do you think that the Lori Harvey way of dating has an age restraint? 
Mm. Because I am an older woman, and you know your auntie be out there in these streets. <laughs> it ain't over yet. I think that there's no eight. First of all, we're going to die one day. Do what you want to do. <laughs> like, that's my thing. At the end of the day, do what you want to do. Like, we're not here forever. No one, you should not be living your life based on what you think you should be doing. So if you are not in a relationship, if you're, you know, in, you want to share your age or... I'm pushing 50. Hold up. Okay. So if you're, she said, if you're <laughs> 50, you, I didn't want to, I didn't want to throw a number out there. If you're 50 years old and you're single, be single. Now I think single at 50 definitely is going to look different than single at 20, just naturally because you're more experienced. Like you're dating different types of men. Like it's just going to look differently. But as far as like dating around, like absolutely do your thing. Have fun. Thank you, Nisha. I just want to add real quick. We put restrictions on Lori Harvey because of the perception we have of her. I think she's doing it right, in my opinion. She experiences, like we talked about this earlier, and I'm not going to reiterate everything I said, but she experiences different type of men. And it's for me, it's about experiencing them, not about sleeping around and all that, experiencing different type of personalities. Like, who am I and who do I mesh with? So... We, we say the Lori Harvey type of female because we have a perception that she's with every rapper, a different rapper every month. Like, maybe that's the way to go. So that's only been like three. It's only been a few, but even if it was more than that, those are three that's different men. men. Right. Like, and she's I, I feel you because I that. think that the misconception is that when you're dating someone, more often than not, people tend to think that because you're dating that you're sleeping around right. with them and you're not. I'm getting a variety of different men in different realms of life exactly. doing different things exactly. <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Even some little young bucks, okay, but you know, you're getting a variety because the thing is you want to see what works with you, what meshes with you. And I think that, especially for us older women, I don't know if there's any of our single sisters back there, but we know that we have already been through the process. We have grown. We have gotten to know ourselves and know what we want and what we desire. And so at this point in, in stage of life, we're not willing to settle. Exactly. So I rather just continue to see what's out there to see what's meant for me because what's meant to be will be exactly. you know what i'm saying exactly. so i'd like to thank you guys oh wait did you want to did you want to chop? you good you good <laughs> all right i'd like to thank you guys thank you do i have my piece on one i'm so proud of you guys this is just beautiful um but i do have a question around dating because my close friends knows what my dating experience has been but there was something that i didn't hear and i have a question do you guys consider dating your friends like your homegirls your family people that you really love and dating yourself as a part of that dating process when you're single definitely me and my me and my group of friends were just talking about that like why don't we spend time with the like we spend time together but like actually doing things for each other doing more things for each other like treating each other and then i think outside of dating your friends because i think you know we spend enough time together um definitely dating yourself like i took myself to the spa recently and it was just the best thing it was the best thing. It was a little sad because it was like couples and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm by myself. But it's good to be in those sorts of spaces by yourself. It's just nice to do things for yourself in general. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because there was like this the comment of like, 
having to date around and I'm thinking, assuming more like with the opposite sex to really get to know who you are. And in my experience, especially now, I feel like it's been like the opposite in those experiences. Um, I've definitely learned what my triggers are, what my traumas are. And I've learned from those experiences, but I haven't learned myself the way I do now until I really started focusing on dating my people where the, where the love actually comes from, like my friends, my family, myself. And in that my values have shifted, right? Like now you're learning about, this is what I really value. Like I actually really value quality time and personal touch because I like to hug my friends. So now when I'm dating or looking at someone romantically, my values are totally different where before my values really were on like the provision and the attention and the time and the gifts and the dates and all of those things financially. Like I give me what I want, you know? And it now when I'm thinking of a partner, it's like, okay, I got me covered. If you want to add to that, that's wonderful. I humbly and gratefully accept that. I will not deny that. But now there's so many other areas of my life that mean so much to me because of how I've been experiencing and romanticizing like myself and my friendships. Yeah. That's so, beautiful. That's that beautiful. Like that was so well put. Um, no, that was beautiful because I actually never dated myself. I don't think like I've never like taken myself out somewhere, but I didn't feel like I was missing something. But I think that perspective is good to see what you're really interested in. Like, what do you value that outside of a relationship? Mm-hmm. And then you and then you can start having healthy conversations with your partner. If you feel like something's missing, and you don't know what it is like. That's good thought. Good food for thought. That's a great point. Sorry, before I pass the mic, I just wanted to piggyback off of that because I do feel like even in my situationships or even people that I may know in situations, sometimes we get to that point of like depletion when we're trying to make something work with someone that's misaligned and our values are misaligned. And sometimes as we evolve, especially to as women, as young women, millennials, we got our shit together. You know what I mean? And we're so intentional about what we need and want. Sometimes our partners or even the guys that we're dating at one point in time, they may have been what we thought we wanted and now it's just like i'm not even that i don't even identify with the person i was when i first met you you know so that alignment starts to shift when you start to realign yourself with your own values because essentially they change as we evolve and sometimes the person that we're dealing with even in friendships don't always align with us and you gotta let that energy go you want to sit on the sofa i'm gonna gonna revisit this conversation that was so well put that was beautiful are you gonna come join us on the couch yeah i'm gonna join you in the couch (laughs) because i'm quick i'm quick i'm quick but i'm 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 the morbid part i'm the morbid part the more the what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's where i'm i'm just attaching to when you said that marriage is just a piece of paper I didn't say that. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, the conversation. Conversation. (laughs) Working for the court system for almost 22 years. I've been with people who cried on my shoulders, who've asked questions of why can't I? For New Jersey, for Pennsylvania, for New York. I'm in New York. When you get married, it's more than a piece of paper. Imagine this. You with somebody for at least three, four years. You have kids with them. The mother and sister don't like you. They have a car accident. They're in the bed. They love you. The mother don't like you. And she says, get out the hospital room. You have to leave the hospital room. You have no say so. Imagine being in court. 
This is good. And the mother says to you, I don't want you here. Mm. Get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The sister says, get out. You with him for 15 years. Right. We have five kids together. You have to leave. It doesn't even matter. That's why. That's good. That's good. We don't think about that, Kizzo. No, but that's why I said. I was saying. Oh, yeah, what, what, what you mean? Yes. What you mean? No, no, no. The reason why I said that, though. You said that it was just a piece of paper. No, right. I said I it's a contract. It's a contract. No, I was trying to. I was trying to highlight why there's so much more value in marriage. In marriage. Mm -hmm. And it was seeming like it was just. No, what I think. It, no, wait. Okay. Finish. Yeah, Sorry. Finish, finish. So <laughs> you're sitting in court. You're crying mm. more than the sister and everything. You'll have a house together, and you say because he got the house before you. And you say, oh, God, when he dies, we got the house. And the sister says, no, you don't. No, you don't. Lord have mercy. You have nothing. <laughs> but you took your whole savings and put it in the house. The law says you have nothing. That's the law. The sister takes it and she moves in with her boyfriend and kicks you out. Also, if you are married. Right. If you are married, up until the child is 18, you get Social Security. You get it as a married person. As a girlfriend, as a fiancé, you get nothing. When you're sitting in court, the judge does not call you fiancé. He calls you a friend. You are only a friend to him. You sit there. We got two kids together, but you are a friend. So just remember this. When you're sitting in court and you're saying, oh, but we've been together for 15 years. It doesn't matter. You're his friend. Right. Literally. You're literally his friend because the judge is not home with you when you're having arguments, when you're having fights, when you're giving him money. The judge doesn't care. All he cares about is that piece of paper. But when you're married and you sit there, the mother has no say so. The sister has no say so. Nobody has no say so. Talk about it. So, I'm just letting you know. I've seen it over a hundred times. Talk about and it. And I've seen people sit in the household of a house they paid for. And the mother and the sister come in and say, this is my house. And the Lord says, it is their house. So, if you sit there and you say, marriage is only a piece of paper... It's the only paper you need. Okay? Is a That's not my argument. I don't know why y'all keep looking at me. That's not my argument. We were talking about you saying that you got to reserve stuff until marriage. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Let me let me step. Let me get. Come on. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Jeez. It was nice being here and seeing all these beautiful people and I have a good podcast. It's really good. Oh, thank but, you. But um, I was just, you know, we was talking outside and things like that about like the, you know, the beginning part of it. And just I kind of wanted to say just I feel like sometimes it's also important to like under try to understand things from the other perspective, too, because like I feel like a lot of the conversations was like when it was when it was talking about guys, he was. You were actually doing a real good job with Appreciate you. Appreciate Understanding you. our Appreciate universal, like our universal point Appreciate of view. Appreciate you, brother. I'm yeah, trying. Because like we all don't feel the same way about things, but he did a pretty good job with like 
making it so like we kind of all in agreement of the mm-hmm. basic general yeah. statement. <laughs> um, but I think it kind of, even though you guys said, you know, it's not all financial, I feel like a lot of it, a lot of the times for guys, it does feel that way. Like a lot, of, like a lot of people say, a lot of even black women say, y'all support us, y'all support our mental health. But then when it turns into that conversation, it kind of feels like, at least sometimes for me, I'm going to speak for myself, like it's a little bit of an attack, a little bit. And it's like, so you support our mental health, but if we not here financially, like me personally, I'm 23, so I'm pretty young. You know what I'm saying? But I think I got a lot of good things going for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not where necessarily I want to be and things like that, but I feel like I still do deserve to be loved and like somebody to go out their way for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to go hard and, you know, like with Morgan, like I go hard for her all the time. Yeah. Like, so I just think that it's not, it's like, I don't think financials, it's important for sure. Like, I think that's something you should think about. But if somebody's there, like, and they want to be somewhere, some some guys don't think that diabolically. I just want y'all to know that. Like, we don't be thinking like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to string her along and make her feel like this. Like, yeah. we don't be thinking that. We just be trying to have fun, like, and do the best we can. And if a guy makes you his girlfriend, like most, I'm going to speak for the guys I know. We really care about that girl. Like, we want to be that kind of man for that girl. Like, but sometimes we just not there at that point. You know, like mm-hmm. whether it be financial or emotional or mental, and we'll know that. Yeah. But like hearing all of the outside noise, it kind of makes it feel like extra. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel like pressure right. for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a peer pressure, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. So then you like you start making mistakes and you start messing up because you don't feel heard or you don't feel understood. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of us don't feel understood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all hear us. It's not listening to comprehend. It's listening to respond to what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. And it turns into like an argument. Or like a battle. And I'm not trying to battle with you. I'm just trying to have a conversation so you could better understand me. I understand you. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times we understand where y'all are coming from. But it's not it's not always equivalent. Yeah. Like, and luckily for me, like I don't want to drag it on too long, but luckily for me, like growing up, I also had both my parents in the house. And my parents have been together since 96 or 96. And they didn't get married for a long time. They weren't together for like, they weren't married for like 10 years. And so that's kind of like a lot, I thought. But my parents, they was like, oh, um, you know, I have something to tell you. We're getting married. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I always felt like my parents was married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so to your point, like about, and it's kind of, I'm, I'm going somewhere else with it. Sometimes I go on tangents, so I'm trying to stay focused. I'm trying to stay focused. Yeah, like um, marriage is important. Like, like Miss Leslie said, like marriage is important. But like marriage is not going to make your, your relationship feel any any different if that person is worth marrying they're worth marrying regardless you know what i mean but i think that's that is like societally like it's it's for the guy to marry the woman that's how i feel like like that's why i was like okay i'm gonna marry you but it's, it's so much outside it doesn't mean things. as much to yeah. you and no it I does heard, I, okay it matters yeah but it's like it's so much more like and we always had this con- these kind of conversations like not in a bad way just you know for conversation's sake like mm-hmm. There's so much more than to just getting married for a guy. Yeah. I I think, and I think a lot of other guys think as well, we have a lot more to lose mm. if this don't work out. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think like that, that y'all, y'all like understand that, understand that though. Like as a guy, like look at all this stuff you said. Like I had to be, to be here and oh, I'm sorry, I messed up. To be here, to feel like. I didn't date no, no, I didn't date anybody when I was in college because I felt like I'm not really offering no value. I didn't feel valuable 
Mm-hmm. But I felt like I was valuable emotionally. I think mostly I'm rich. Yeah, right. I think I can have conversations. I think I'm, I think I'm very supportive. But financially, I wasn't at that point. Yeah. So like, mm. I didn't do it at all. But now that I'm there, like getting there financially, I got my bachelor's. I'm going back to get my master's. And think, I'm, yeah. I'm doing good. Like I'm yeah, on, a, bro. I'm on that path. I'm on that path. I'm on that path. Yeah, I'm on that path. But, but not every guy sees it that way. Not every. That's not every guy's path. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like. So to be here, I had to build myself to be here. Right. Mm. A lot of, a lot of people right. have to build themselves. Yeah. So, but yeah, exactly what you said. But like sometimes when you, when you have to, you have to pay attention to when you're having certain kind of conversations because then it makes it seem like I'm not deserving of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just because I got here, you're supposed to be here. Yeah, so it makes it feel like, well, damn, like, you know, so also it's like getting back to the point of marriage, right? Like when you're getting married as a guy, like, dang, I had to build myself to get this woman that I really wanted. If this don't work out, yeah, I'm losing everything. Like, like, like I'm, I'm done. Yeah, like exactly. Bro. Like, all of the control is now in y'all hands. Bro. When you get married to somebody, that's you're, you're literally like, here you go. Like that's like, you know what I'm saying? You lose everything. So you have to really be trusting of that person. So if you saying like, like you said, like, and I understand, I respect it, and that's your perspective, and I respect that. But if you're saying that you're going to hold yourself back a little bit from somebody before you marry them, I get where you were coming from with it. But in a, in, in a other way, how can I marry if I don't know how I'm getting fully, so, in a sense? So I didn't. So Come on, brother. Let me, brother. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, because I, I saw him up here fighting. I needed you. I saw him fighting. I was like, yeah, he was fighting. He was fighting out here for us. Oh, so my God. Thank you. But I'm not attacked. Oh, my I'm not attacking. I'm not, and I'm not attacking you. I'm not no, attacking. no, no. You explain that beautifully, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening. I am not trying to attack this, you at all. Let me make this clear. Yeah. Personally, as a person yeah. in a relationship, I'm the person that gives everything <laughs> to the person that I'm with. Mm-hmm. Titles. I was speaking on how I was raised and me agreeing yeah. with the fact that I do think that it's it's valuable for you to do things in stages and not give all of yourself right away because naturally as the relationship goes, you're going to just continue to pour and pour and pour. I, I, I think that it's important to be, to show up as your full self Mm -hmm. when you're dating. It's important to be supportive to your person, all of those things. And I think that, you know, it's different when you're young, when we were having this conversation, we weren't really speaking about age ranges. And I think that's important. I think that when you're 20, 21, 22, it's okay to like, you know, get with someone who's still becoming the person, you know, they're becoming, who's still in school, who doesn't have a bunch of money. That's fine. Yes. You said you're emotionally rich. I love that. I am. And, if yeah, you, it's a fact. and I think that that's the most important thing. I think that if you feel like you're emotionally intelligent enough to deal with not just a woman, but like a young woman. Yeah. And like, Yes, you're in date, like do what you do. Um, and yes, you're more than valuable enough to love. But I think that when you reach a certain age, like 29, mm-hmm. you should just be dating a little bit more intentionally. Um, I feel like you should like everybody that puts value on, on different things. Like I, I feel like, for example, like there's women who have on their checklist. I want a man with a degree, right? It's not just about having a degree. When you speak to a woman who wants a man with a degree, it's more so about their commitment to certain things, their ability to finish something like college and school. Yeah. When you go for a job, they don't want you to have a degree just for the mastery because nine times out of 10, you got to learn that stuff all over again. Yeah. They want to know that you were able to commit yourself to right, this, yeah. finish school. And it's just about like 
accomplishing certain things. It just, it's a reflection of, of who you are as a person. The conversation about finances is, is it's a difficult one. It's a, it's a difficult conversation yeah. because, you know, in my relationship, and I said I was going to speak too much more on my relationship, but I will say like, but when I first got with my, with my boyfriend, like he, you know, was working a regular job or whatever the case may be. I stood through and, and even now a lot of the challenges come from like him being an entrepreneur, like trying to do barbering full time and not really um, and having to work seven days a week. And so going through those things, like those are the types of sacrifices that we as women will make in a relationship. And so that's why I'm saying like to have those conversations and come correct in the beginning, because not every woman is going to be willing to stay home with your son Mm -hmm. while you're out building clientele to become a, a successful barber. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that's not what I saw for myself. It's something that I had to, you know, adjust to and, and adapt to. But it saves a lot of stress. It saves you a, a, a whole lot of stress when you just deal with those things from the very, very beginning. But also to, to uh, like, to make another point, like, I feel like, yes, you could have those conversations, but like you guys were saying, that's why you date, right? But if you're choosing to be with somebody, that person, like you said, they're not going to be that way their whole life. So y'all both are growing. Y'all are both gr- No, no, they're not going to be that way. Some people stay the same. No, that's not true. Some that that means that, no that progress that's not life. true. That means that they haven't got to that their, their point in life yet. And everybody gets to points in life at different places at at different ages. Not, not like really. life is not, not when they feel long like, and they feel permanent. Yeah, but it's not always that's not always the case. I've been I've been in situations where the person that I was with 10 years ago, they were doing this and they're doing the same thing today. But that's 10 There's years. There's just some people, they're going to be doing the same thing in the next 10 years. What, what I'm saying There's is, I'm not saying that. There's some people who, and this is a red flag, and you're, and you're really, really young. So, like, your perspective is super, super valuable, but you should also know that, like, this conversation is not about not seeing someone's potential. It's not about not giving someone time to grow. That's there, but there are men who just don't grow. There, there are, are people, people who just don't. There right. are people but what I'm who saying, just don't that's and not, won't grow. That's not what I'm saying. Not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, whether they're with you or not, at some point, somebody is going to go through something where they might... I'm not saying you have to endure it with them. I'm just saying, you're saying like I mean, people yeah, don't like, change and they're always going to be that some, way. People not, are not always... Some people some, do Rarely, yeah, it happens. People do remain the same. And those types, of sign, those types of signs are in the very, very beginning. And who's to say somebody want to wait... Don't nobody got to wait 20 years for you to change? That's great. That's Come not on, really nobody what I has to wait it, 10, 15 years for, for something to happen. Like, you don't put that on somebody. No, I'm not saying that you... But that wasn't really the initial point. What I was saying is, like, if you're choosing to be with somebody and they're going through something and you're going through something, y'all are both growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you, relationships at some point are going to be difficult. Yes, of course. That's all, that's all I was course. saying. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. You of course, grow I'm not through saying things, you, you grow through things. Yeah. And that's, that's just, that's the nature of relationships. Yeah, and like you said, it's up to you whether you stay or go. So, yes, early. Exactly. So, but that's all I had. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you, bro. I hope it was good. Thank you, bro. I was tired up here, man. <laughs> I was tired. So, everyone, that was the heart to heart, more QA, but scenario Q&A. Thank you so much for sticking with us throughout it. We want to give the floor to Kizzle before we head out today. First of all, thank y'all for having me. Thank you. Um, this was an experience, for sure. Uh, <laughs> was it a good experience? No, this, not, this was good. This was good, for sure. We haven't done a live event, so just, you know, being here with everybody, everybody kind of chiming in and feeling the energy in the room. Yeah, I have a good support network here. I don't know many people, even with successful podcasts right now, that can get 
50 people or however many people to like RSVB and pull up. We definitely got. You know what I'm saying? So, so y'all got a great support network. Y'all got a good foundation to build on top of. So I'm hoping this leads to a lot more podcast episodes and success for y'all, for real. Whatever I can do. You know Thank what I'm saying? You. Thank you, so, Yes. Where can you guys find me? Um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, threads for as long as that lasts. Um, at Express Yourself Black Man. Um, what we do is we create a platform for black men where we equip black men with the tools and resources that we need in order for us to heal in language that we understand. Right. And so as part of that, we also have Safe Haven, which is our holistic healing platform where we connect black men with black mental health professionals, um, where we connect black men with other black men inside of a support network that are all going through the same healing uh, journey as they are. Um, and we have like weekly meditations. We have weekly uh, coaching sessions. We have a healing library. We have ebooks, courses, um, whatever you uh, can think of in terms of healing. We have it for black men. So if you're interested in that, please go to expressyourselfblackman.com slash safe dash haven. And you can sign up there um, today for the people that are in attendance. Obviously, you guys have the free one month. Um, so. If you guys are interested in that, y'all can take advantage of it. And you I think the, it's like 35% off. Oh, yeah, yeah. After, after the one month, there's also 35% off the actual monthly membership yeah. forever. So not a, yeah. that's forever. So, um, and yeah, that's just my way of trying to give back, just trying to help as much as I can. Um, you won't get access to the individual coaching. That's still a separate charge, but you get access to the entire, the rest of the platform as well. Uh, one of the things I didn't mention is we also have AI tools. So we have... Um, affirmation generator. One of the things we don't do enough as black men is affirm ourselves. That's one of the big things that we have as part of the platform is weekly um, or every weekday we have an affirmation that we give to black men. Um, and we found that that's been very helpful. And so we've created an AI tool, an affirmation generator, where a black man can go in to Safe Haven, type in something that they're dealing with, and it'll spit out affirmations that help him with that specific area. That's amazing, so, Kizzle. Yeah, so they'll also get access to that if they're interested in that. Anybody that signs up, um, gets access to that and then all, all the other stuff that's inside of the platform. So awesome. please amazing. follow us, tap in, send me a DM if you're interested, if you need help with anything. Um, yeah, I'm here to help. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. Yeah. Till next time. This audio has been remastered from our corresponding YouTube video. Link to the YouTube video will be in the show notes. Bay Room is sponsored by Sage Rose, inspired by beauty, made for versatility. This episode of Bay Room is sponsored by Express Yourself Black Man. They aim to take the stress out of the healing journey for black men and provide them access to resources such as therapists, healthcare, and more. If you like what you heard today, please give us five stars wherever you're listening and follow Bay Room on Instagram. See you soon.